millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Elvis Lives, a Conspiracy Theory Podcast. It's me, Amy. We're recording in a little bit of a different style today, so I don't have any music to go off. So I was practicing it in the background and, and Julie laughed at me. It was quite funny to watch. <laughs> it, like, it was very funny to watch. <laughs> I gave myself my own intro. Um, yeah, we got a, we got a two-parter. I'm excited. It's yeah. been a long time since we've had a two-parter. It's, it's going to be a big one. Um, there's a lot of information. So if you know that I miss something... Let us know, and I will do a part three of all the things that I missed. It's like KB's car park question. <laughs> but today we are talking about the Bermuda Triangle, the biggest conspiracy theory, I think, of them all, and one that everybody buys into. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, yeah. I believe in the Bermuda Triangle. I believe it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a ride at SeaWorld. They took that out. It's probably the first conspiracy theory, it is the first conspiracy theory I ever heard, and didn't even hear it as a conspiracy theory, it was just told to me as fact. Yeah. You yeah, know? true. Um, so I find that incredibly intriguing. It's so intriguing. Um, but it has 3.7 stars on Google. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, some people loved it. Has three point seven stars. Two people have uh, have given it a four and a three star rating. I guess. I mean, everyone that really <laughs> hates it's probably dead. It's true. <laughs> um, it's also referred to as the Devil's Triangle, which I hadn't heard of before. And maybe that's where coriander comes from. Uh, hands down, it's where coriander baby comes corn. from. You don't like baby corn? I like baby corn. A friend of mine calls baby corn like the devil's corn. My mother calls um, beetroot the devil's food because mm. it just stains everything and oh. it doesn't taste good. I mean, I I think beetroot tastes fine as long as it's been sweetened. Mm. I really don't have any issue of it staining anything. <laughs> Maybe mum's just like, she picks up a piece of beetroot and she's like, oh no, slaps it on her arm. It's I think staining. It's like you open the tin and it's just like... Pfft. <laughs> just from the get go, just exploding. Um, it covers not the beetroot, the Bermuda Triangle. Covers, <laughs> covers about five hundred thousand square miles of ocean off the southeastern tip of Florida. Sounds like a lot. Mm, it's quite five hundred square miles. Sounds like a lot of miles. Five hundred thousand square oh, miles. Oh my bad! Wow, it's even bigger than I yeah. Thought. The vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle is um one, amongst the most heavily traveled shipping lanes in the world 
I didn't realize they were called shipping lanes. I think that's so funny. Now, I, like as soon as I read it, I had um, this image in my head of ships in like a, a shopping, like a grocery shop line. Yeah. yeah. You know, of like, are you an express lane or are you a twelve items or less lane for the ships? Are you self checkout? Are you a self checkout? Are you one point five minutes away from each other? I <laughs> hope so. They're ships. <laughs> Um, but it's used frequently for um, crossing through ports in America, Europe, and the Caribbean islands or the Caribbean. Um, cruise ships and pleasure crafts or aircraft planes that we go on to go on holiday, but I've never I heard them called as pleasure crafts. Would never be like, oh, I'm going to go to London. It's just a 22 hour ride on a pleasure craft. Oh man, I'm running late. I've got five minutes before my pleasure craft boards. <laughs> Julie just made a face. That never happens for me. I, I never make Julie scream or squirm. <laughs> pleasure craft has done it. <laughs> They frequently <laughs> sail or fly through the um, the region. So there's yeah. a lot of... of there's still flight paths through Still there. flight paths, still ship lanes, shipping lanes. Um, when Christopher Columbus himself sailed through the area, his first voyage to the New World, um, he reported that a great flame of fire which was probably a meteor, crashed into the sea one night and that a strange light appeared in the distance a few weeks later. Um, he also wrote about erratic compass readings, um, perhaps because at the time a sliver of the Bermuda Triangle was one of the f- few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north lined up. Uh-huh. That would, um, that would play with the compass. He's also not the only one to write about erratic compass readings in that area. It's very true. Um, William Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, um, which they believe was based on a real-life Bermuda shipwreck, um, also kind of got people talking about this mystery. But unexplained or mysterious disappearances didn't really start getting um, reported or capture like the general public's attention until the 20th century. Um, which I think is nuts because, like, once we hit the 20th century, like, a lot more ships were going out before True, then than yeah. they do now. Um, the term Bermuda Triangle was coined in 1964 by writer Vincent Gaddis um, in a magazine called Argosy. Argosy? Argosy. Um, hmm. Though Gaddis first came up with the phrase, a much more famous name propelled it into international popularity a decade later. Have you heard of Charles Burlitz? I feel like I have, but not for any good reason. Um, His family created the popular series of language instruction courses and also had a strong interest in the paranormal. Do you know that um what his novel was called? No. How to Talks Real Good. How to Talks Real Good. Yeah. That's a total lie, guys. No, it's not. It didn't. Funny. Yeah. Um, he believed not only that Atlantis was real, but also that it was connected to the triangle in some way. That would be cool. A theory he proposed in his best-selling 1974 book, How to Talk's Real Good, <laughs> a.k.a. The Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> How to Talk's Real Good in the Bermudes. <laughs> um, 
we have heard about this mystery since then in many a form. Books, movies, television shows, magazines, conspiracy theory podcasts, (laughs) conspiracy theory YouTube channels, websites. It's the whole shabam. There are many... Many, 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 many articles. Oh, she's written. got many a tab so open. So many tabs are open. Two, four, six, eight, at least ten tabs. And that's only like three off the first page of each Google search. Goodness. There is just like you. I googled Bermuda Triangle conspiracy theories, and there's more than like ten pages. <laughs> oh, of, that's a long Google. Seven hundred twenty-six thousand results. On the Bermuda Triangle. My. It is crazy. But my I'm star- Oh my stars. <laughs> it's got Julie like hyperventilating. She's making faces it's about pleasure mostly crafts. Mostly pleasure craft. I mean, does a pleasure craft make Although like I feel like a, a pleasure, pleasure craft path. is probably more like private a, jet? No, like a cruise ship. As opposed to a plane. Like a commer- it's called because they're commercial planes or private jets, but a pleasure craft is probably more a cruise. I'm gonna Google ship. pleasure craft. Yeah. While we continue. Um, if you guys know, let us know. I'm just I'm just making it up as She's I go along. Um chatting all things pleasure. <laughs> there are quite a number of disappearances that have happened to the area. Over seventy five across however many years the twentieth century has been about a hundred. Um, <laughs> past four months has been about 100 years yes i feel like this day has felt like 100 years of itself um we will start with the story that's not the story i didn't scroll back up a pleasure craft is a oh no it's like a a private jet like a yacht i was about to say private private jet boat (laughs) a private jet boat it's a yacht you can tell that I do not. Um, I do not partake in the pleasure craft industry. I do not take <laughs> very in the ocean often. Sailing industry. <laughs> the ocean sailing industry. No. Um, so let's start with just a few of the stories that have happened around the Bermuda Triangle, let's and it starts start at the very tippity top of the triangle. <laughs> or oh. just hit the table. You're all welcome. <laughs> um, it starts in 1981. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that Ellen Austin... 1981. 1881. I can't read it. I think... It starts... Very recently. 39 years ago. In 1881, legend has it that Ellen Austin, a ship sailing from Liverpool to New York, encountered a ghost ship in the Bermuda Triangle. And things quickly went awry. So, that's a picture... (laughs) Um, of a foggy ship at sea. Yep, which is a shutterstock. Yep, it's image. not. It's That's not from eighteen eighty one. But they're trying to delete it. <laughs> um, um, when the Ellen Austin approached the foggy waters of Sargasso Sea, Sargasso Sea, an area of the Atlantic Ocean that overlaps with the Bermuda Triangle, the crew encountered a fully stocked abandoned ship. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. When does that ever happen? I don't know, but some free rum and KFC. So that, well, that's what they thought. They were like, yes, <laughs> let's go and like grab some stuff. So they sent some men in to occupy the ship and sail the remaining journey side by side so then they could be Cute. buddy ships. Double ship. Yeah. Double the ship, double the fun. <laughs> but a storm quickly separated the two ships. Oh, and great. when they were reunited the next day, there wasn't a trace of the crew inside. No. So the ships came together, but n- nobody was on board. So one of the crews was missing. Yes. I mean, again, 
as much as it's sad to see your friends go, you've now got like two ships, triple the amount of supplies. <laughs> um, the ship was once more abandoned. Um, and they left all the resources on board. They were like not having a bar of it. Um, but the captain tried boarding it again. So the captain of the Alan Austin tried to jump back on. Sounds like me. Um, when they guys, abo- there is rum, <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> when the group jumped on board for the second time, a thick and blinding fog rolled in and separated the ships. When it finally cleared, the ghost ship had completely vanished. <laughs> I was so on board. I was nodding. I was happy. She was ready. She was like, more people, but full ship coming back in. And no, the whole thing. God. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's jump forward uh-huh. about 15 years uh-huh. to 1895. I'm jumped. Yeah, you've jumped. You're there. Yeah. So 1881. 1895. Joshua Slocum. 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 That's a Slocum. Slocum. Okay. The first man to sail solo around the world vanished on a voyage from Martha's Vineyard to South America. There's a little picture here of his like little poster about where he was going to go. Price $2. Amazing. Um, Slocum should have never been lost at sea. Well, no one should be lost. No, but this is the same thing that we were kind of covered in our mini episode about the Australian Bermuda yeah. Triangle of the people that did go missing were all known as very good sailors. So they would, they shouldn't. They I mean, shouldn't anyone who's missing. been sailing before is a better sailor <laughs> than I am. This is true. So like, how are we but scaling you, up to good? You haven't disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle So maybe yet, I so. am a very good sailor. <laughs> So, the only reason they could think of for his disappearance was, you know it, the Bermuda Triangle. He bemoods. He bemoods when hashtag bemoodsing. <laughs> We're not making that happen. It's not trending. Again, jump forward another 20 so years I later. Did. I jumped. 1918. Uh-huh. The US Navy's largest and fastest fuel ship, the USS Cyclops, disappeared en route from the Caribbean to Baltimore with 309 crew members and didn't leave a single trace. Maybe that's because it only had one eye. Maybe, Cyclops and so. You're on fire with the jokes today, Julie. Bam, bam. I've had a coffee. Oh, I see now. Now, this is the ship, Jules. It's, like, it's pretty decent size. I mean, yeah. It's pretty big. Like, it would be hard to miss it. It kind of does look like a football field on a ship. Maybe that's what it was for. Like a very big batting cage. (laughs) Um, It was all decked out. Wait, is that a normal ship beside it? It's probably like a little rescue boat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it might be a tug. A little tuggy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Though it was so, like, super decked out with all the stuff it needed in case anything went wrong, the ship gave no warning before it disappeared um it yeah it just disappeared without a trace good there are lots of theories for this one the theories include mutiny storms poison torpedoes but nothing really added up if when they started looking at it um there's no wreck there's no debris there's no people there's no nothing there's There's no no there was no distress call so i think they 
didn't have the fuel to travel too far. They knew where it was supposed to go. It, they knew where it could get to, and it, they just could not find a single thing about it. Okay. So what did people start thinking then? Not just the Bermuda Triangle for this one, actually, but also the giant squid. Ooh, I do love yeah. me some Kraken. Yeah, you know. Just like in there. Hi. Hi. Just hanging out, the Kraken hanging out in the Bermuda Triangle. I'm going to give you a warm hug. <laughs> and never let you go. <laughs> super, super. This will be the last one um, for this episode, I think. And then we'll jump into like something a bit closer to this time. There are like still disappearances right up until this year, 2020. Bugger off. Yeah, not even joking. Wow. Not even joking. So in 1941, a Navy ship called the USS Proteus or Proteus? Proteus. Proteus. Like the flower. Oh, nice. Maybe. Was carrying fifty-eight passengers and a cargo of ore from St. Thomas to the East Coast. When Iron ore. Oh my goodness! I assume I was like, did I miss a whole word? No, um, I assume it's iron ore. It could what be. Or there was another a mag manganese. Manganese. Yeah. Manganese. So yes, like iron ore. Yeah. Um, to the East Coast when it suddenly vanished in the Bermuda Triangle. One month later, its sister ship, the USS Norris or Norius. Nurse. Disappeared with 61 people along the same route or route. I don't know where we're taking this route. I d- like, Maybe. why? Why do we I continue? know it's kind of unavoidable, I guess, but, like... Is there a way around... Like, when you look at the map, there... It is only... Um, it is only water <laughs> around that area. Like, yeah, in order to go true. around the island it's a big round it's a big like you have to like really of what you'd have to go up and then come back all the way down around puerto rico it's like it's a lot yeah and you can't even really do a sneaky sneaky under the triangle either and you can't really yeah you can't really get into florida like without going through it there's no option good luck so if anything has to come into the Florida port, it kind of really looks like it has to go through the Bermuda Triangle, Second. which is a little bit freaky. But yeah, you're right. Why keep going through? Why keep going? Oh, no, I'll give you one more before we finish. One more. 1945. Not yes. that much later. The legend of the Bermuda Triangle began to take hold even more when five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers took off from a naval base in Fort Lauderdale and vanished in the Atlantic Ocean before completing their mission. So these are like actual air pleasure crafts. <laughs> I wanna, or wanna, business crafts. I That's a business craft. I don't want to put pleasure in them because they're, they're bombing planes. Like, so it's a business craft. Yeah, it's a, it's, like, a, it's a big high-tech business craft. Yeah, they're not doing any good business, but no. business crafts. No, no, no. So they were scheduled to complete a three-hour exercise, which entailed heading east to conduct bombing runs and fly over the Grand um, Bahama Island. Why did I look at that word and be like, I don't, I don't know, know why. Don't know why and eventually pivoting southwest to return home. But along the way, the flight's leader, Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, became paranoid when his compass failed, another compass fail, and he believed that the planes were moving in the wrong direction. He instructed his fleet to fly northeast, thinking he was heading towards Florida, but really just travelled deeper into the Atlantic. As the planes reached closer toward the Bermuda Triangle, their signals began fading 
Eventually, all communication was cut and the planes were never seen again. The weird part is the wreckage. Like, we're not finding We're wreckages. not finding any wreckage. it's just a really, really deep part of the sea. So, like, as soon as something drops in it, it's just, like, sucked into a vortex. Well, look, the last thing recorded in the communications by those passengers of those flights um, was one pilot saying, everything looks strange, even the ocean. So you need people to be far more specific when they're drowning in the. Right. Like, is it too much to ask? Um, it, he went on to say, "It looks like we are entering white water. We're completely lost." Um, the disappearance was baffling to the navy, and they reported it as if they had flown to Mars. Just no, like that's crazy. They could not. There's no trace, and I think that's, that's a thing. Is that? Every single story ends the same way, you know? Yeah. Again, no wreckage, no nothing, no trace of anyone. No trace of anything. And we know that. We disappeared. The ocean is huge. We know that. Yeah. But if there was, if they, particularly with modern day technology, you would think they would be able to track something. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. It is weird. It's super weird. There is lots. Guys, I will link all of the articles that we're reading. These are, I will say now that these are not my own notes um, because there is so much on the internet with the Bermuda Triangle. When you have like a billion stories to write down again. Yeah, I just like, yeah. Um, so we'll link all the articles in the show notes and you can check some of them out for yourself. You might even get ahead of part two's episode next week. But don't like leave yourself a little surprise. Yeah, so whatever who knows uh you know where to find us you found us you found us you you're listening it. to I'm us so you're playing you. us yeah thank you so much but did you know that if this episode once a week isn't enough if it's not hitting that spot yeah if you just need a little something extra if you just need more pleasure craft in your week then you can check us out on our elvis lives instagram lives every wednesday at 7 p.m where we bring you two mini theories. Mm-hmm. Both Julie and I bring a theory every week to the Instagram fam. And it's been pretty fun so far. It has been fun. Yeah. Usually I just try and traumatize you. Apparently that's a Wednesday goal now. Apparently it is. And not just a Wednesday goal, but also whenever this well, episode gets aired. Um, it's lots yeah. of... I, th- I think I've just run out of softer <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> Um, we will probably we will probably turn our older Instagram lives into large episodes just because yeah. they're fun to discuss we and we can. And, and honestly, we've done the homework already. It's true. Um, but other than that, you can check us out on Facebook at Elvis Lives Podcast, on Insta at Elvis Lives Podcast, or you can send us an email at Elvis Lives Podcast at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever your podcatcher of choice is, except for Spotify, which won't let you. So just keep us on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do. That's how we do. <laughs> um, I don't have any music to play underneath me no, yet. And Julie's okay. going to edit in that later. Like yeah, so I'm just going to sing it in my head as Politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. 
If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical, subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.